Hey everyone, welcome to the Jamie Star Podcast. So for the very first time, I will be doing a two-part episode this week, part one and part two, both being aired on the same day. And I'm so excited to share my very first two-parter with my mentor, Roxanne Steele. Roxanne has been mentoring me pretty much since the day I decided I wanted to find a way to get into the business and she's been mentoring me and guiding me through this crazy world we call radio tv and journalism for the past maybe five or six years now and it's been a while since we've seen each other in person and I decided to have a little fun with Roxanne this week talk a little bit about quarantine and I recently got this book in the mail with a bunch of questions to ask people while you're interviewing them so I thought let's give it a shot what is one thing you've missed while you've been stuck in quarantine Uh, only one or many um you know what's really interesting is I'm a big coffee girl and I love Starbucks Mm -hmm. and I didn't go for three months I mean I could have it was open by my house and I didn't really miss it, and I thought that I would. So then I went to Starbucks like a week ago, and I got my coffee, and I was like, I didn't miss it. Wow. And I saved a lot of money. Think about that. Oh, my. Yeah, that so is I a lot I would of money. miss it, but I did it. So <laughs> what I did miss was definitely just seeing, you know, all my friends and my family. Like, that was hard. I'm a people person, and... You know, it was really tough not to even to go to work just to see coworkers. Like yeah. I like people. I like to see people. So I definitely miss people. When you aren't live from your closet. Oh my god, I'm so I'm ready to get out of the closet. <laughs> what are you doing? What have you been up to? You know, um the weather's been pretty good, so I go walking a lot. I have a dog and I just go outside and go walking and I cook, I eat a lot, (laughs) go to the grocery store, I go to Target, yeah, just try to keep myself busy. Oh, yeah. I've been cleaning a lot, too. That's like my parents, they've turned into clean freaks during this. Yeah, like cleaning out closets and basements and bins, and like for me, like a lot of computer stuff, Um, going through old interviews and demos and shit I haven't looked at in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see anything? You're like, God, I forgot I did this. Yes. Tons. Like people I interviewed that I just totally forgot about. And what's been the hardest part about this whole thing for you, do you think? Oh my God. So much. Like just being told what to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like as a society, like I mean, I feel like it's really difficult to be, you can't go here. You can't do this. You know, you must wear a mask and that's kind of hard. Like, I feel like I'm living in a third world country. Are your girls going crazy during this? Completely crazy. Um, Jilly, my oldest, you know, she, I think she's rearranged her room six times. Like, moving furniture, pulling everything out of the closet. Or She's so bored. She hates being home. And, yeah, so. And then Bree, she plays guitar, so she's kind of happy. Um, you know, she misses going to music school with her friends, but she's just in a room jamming out for six hours a day. Yeah. She's getting really good. Yeah. It's definitely hard with kids. Yeah. I know I've been going crazy too. Did you have any events planned like on your agenda that had to get canceled because of all this shit? 
Um, well, we had a spring break trip, so that definitely got canceled um, back in April. So that was a real bummer. And other than that, not too much, you know, besides concerts, you know, I had tickets to so many concerts. Ugh. I know. It's a, it what would have been an amazing year for concerts. So I definitely miss concerts and I'm really bummed out about that. There was a great lineup this summer. Yeah. I mean, we had Elton John tickets. I had Halsey tickets. I had tickets to go see the Green Day. Fox oh, yeah. My professor was going to go to that. I had Motley Crue, Def Leppard tickets. They rescheduled um, that, I just saw this morning. Yeah, everything's rescheduled. Um, Foo Fighters, we were actually going to a lot of rock concerts, believe it or not. Um, and then through work, of course, I was gonna hit all the country shows from Sam Hunt and Faster Horses I was gonna go to. So No Faster Horses, that sucks. I know. And Thomas Rhett was doing Faster Horses. I know. Since quarantine, have become like a big Thomas Rhett fan? He's amazing. He's amazing. And I love his message and I love his story and everything like yeah. about that. Him and Lauren are like the cutest oh, couple ever. Like, yeah. oh, marriage goals. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like only if I, when I get married or if I get married, I can be as cute as them one day. <laughs> what songs have been on your quarantine playlist? Oh my God, what songs? You know, I listen to a variety of things. I've really been listening to Carly Pierce a lot. I love, I love her and I love her new album. Um, so that's been one that I've been playing a lot. I listen to a lot of Calvin Harris. You never <laughs> go wrong. Always on repeat. <laughs> yeah, and that's really, I can't really think of like one particular song. A lot of artists have been listening to, you know, I love Dua Lipa's new album is incredible. So I've been listening to that uh, recently. I got to ask you about TikTok. <laughs> Have you joined TikTok? No, I am not a video girl at all. Um, I don't even really watch them unless somebody sends me like, you know, something or I happen to see it reposted on Instagram. But yeah, I don't know. It's not my thing. The girls haven't even been like, hey, will you do this TikTok with me? Or will you do this TikTok no. with dad? Or you, My husband of all people kind of like had a little like, we should all do TikTok. <laughs> And because he's goofy like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, my daughters are, you know, even though they're the age for it, they, they, they're not into it either. So one thing I've been dying to ask you for like six months is what was your reaction when you heard the Roxanne Arizona Zyra song? <laughs> well, the funny story behind that is I actually heard it probably back in October because my daughter's basketball team, we had a sleepover. Oh, so when Lord. they found that my name was Roxanne, they started singing it. <laughs> and uh, they were like doing TikTok and it was like this whole thing. And so that was kind of funny. So I thought it was great. I mean, there's a lot of great songs called Roxanne. And so now I'm kind of back in the mix. <laughs> when every time like I'd be like, if I'd be like emailing you or texting you something for school, I'd be like sitting at a table with my best friend and she'll sing the police Roxanne song. She won't sing yeah. other songs. She'll just be like, Roxanne. I'm like, yeah, well, there's a couple old like uh, rap songs ladies, with Roxanne that a lot of people don't know. So those come to mind. A lot of my friends sing those ones. So it's a fun song. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think of you every time I hear it. Yeah. Oh, I do like to party all night. <laughs> Very accurate. But you're not an asshole and you're not a player. No. So. But I've certainly dated him. <laughs> <laughs>
have you binged anything while you've been in quarantine? Yeah, a couple. Like, I'm not a big TV person, believe it or not, but we did binge watch Ozark. My mom loved that show. Or Which, she loved yeah, that Yeah, that was really good. And we did Money Heist on Netflix. Someone that I just interviewed told me to watch Money Heist. Yeah, it was. It kind of took a little bit to pick up, but then it was good. Um, and then that's really about the only two shows during lockdown, I guess you could say, that I binge watched. Have you watched Love is Blind? No. It's kind of addicting. <laughs> I've heard about it. It's kind of addicting. Yeah. I watched it in four days. I never thought I'd binge watch a show that fast. Wow, that is fast. Do you ever mess up your radio stations when you're like doing like a it when you're like talking like on the air like you're doing like a reset? Do you ever like mess it up and be like say the wrong station? Yeah, I mean you know right now it's all voice track, so oh I yeah, do mess up, I can control it a little better. But you know I left B ninety six in Chicago a long time ago, but that station is so embedded in my memory. I've sometimes like you know one time I was answering the phones over at DVD and I was like hi B96 I'm like whoa because it was also 96.3 oh yeah it definitely happens yeah and now I interviewed a couple months ago I interviewed Julia she loves you oh I love her too she's fun one thing she did say to me though she said she had a very similar situation with me in terms of how I met you it was like the same story <laughs> at how I met you, she met someone else in Chicago, except for she just met them in person for the first time after like five years, like two months ago, but before lockdown. But she was saying that uh, the one person, it's great having a mentor in the business because they'll like check up on you and follow your career from the day one where you don't know jack shit about journalism all the way until you're like a pro. Yeah, it, it's helpful. And I have to be honest, my um, very good friend and mentor, he was a former general manager of mine. He died a couple years ago. Oh, man. And I've been a little lost without him. And, you know, I have other friends in the business, you know, that I can reach out to or talk. But he was the kind of guy that would reach out to me, you know, as well and check up on me. Or I could call him and be like, you know, Dave, what should I do? You know, what about this? What about that? And and obviously the last couple of years, I've had some career roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Um, situations and I am very frustrated with a lot of things and I'm really missing his advice on what to do. Yeah, mentors are important and it's it's been fun, you know, getting to know you all these years and mm-hmm. watching you. I think you were what, twelve when I met you, <laughs> right? You were just like this little middle school chick. I wanna be in radio and you know, it's been fun to kind of mold you and and help you grow and watch you, you know, do your thing. You're you're awesome. You've got it. I didn't know anything about journalism <laughs> I when I first met you. I'm like, ah, I want to work in radio. I listen to the radio all the time. Hi. So <laughs> that was literally me. And now it's like night and day. It's like, ah, voice track. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. I know how to record that. I didn't know. Yeah, you've asked me a lot of questions over the years. <laughs> I didn't know anything about but voice tracks I've learned are like a blessing in disguise. I personally hate voice tracking probably more so now than ever because that's all i'm freaking doing in quarantine is and i track a lot of stations um i get it you know as far as a business standpoint you can pay somebody less you can do you know Mm -hmm. a four-hour show in an hour and a half and you know make sense on a business scale from a talent scale you know i when i started out in radio voice tracking wasn't an option so it was always live always magic is how I look at it so I miss being live and talking to people and just being in that moment like I think that's how you really learn and grow too because when you voice track 
Um, like we talked about, if you mess up, you go back and fix it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm dragging and I mess up, I just leave it if it's not or if it's not you know horrible. The one I mean, I've gotten pretty good at it, but I do like being live so much better. Yeah, like I did voice tracking in high school, and then I did I'm doing live in college, or I did live in college, and it's like it's kind of like night and day, don't you think? Yeah, and some people are really good at voice tracking, like really good at it, where you don't even know, you know. And then sometimes I think you can tell. I'm going to be old and senile sitting on a park bench talking to myself because that's all I freaking do. <laughs> do you ever have... In my closet. <laughs> do the cats or your dog ever want to come in? Like when you're in the middle yeah, of... Yeah, they like scratch at the door. And sometimes Marvel will come and just sit in there for like an hour. Because some days I'm in there like five, six hours. Like a long time. Like I'll take a break, go get something to eat. But pretty nonstop. It's like your dungeon. Yeah, I do a lot more than people here locally do or know about, which is fine. I'm not one to get out there, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But I do a lot of things. Um, I stay busy. Do you still do Westwood 1 too? No, I was furloughed from them with uh, COVID-19. So I'm not doing that. But I do a lot of freelance voiceover work. And um, I work for a company out out in London, which is really cool. And I do a lot of podcast intros and um, just cool stuff. So that keeps me busy. Do you have to talk in a British accent? Do you have to pretend to talk in a British no, accent? No, because they like the American girl. So I just do me. If I got a job through London, I'd be like, I want to talk in a British accent just to try it. Yeah, I'm not very good at accents. I've tried. Like, I'm not going to fake it. Yeah, I wish I was more talented that way, but I'm not. I just stick to what I'm good at. What do you think it's going to be like when you go back into the Fisher building? Um, well, and there's some people that are there now, so they're just trying to limit how many people are back. And I really don't know, to be honest. Maybe we'll have our own microphones. Maybe they don't want people sharing microphones. Oh, yeah. Um, so for now, um, there's only a few people back. So what do you want to do? What is your ultimate goal? Ryan Seacrest, Juliana Rancic. <laughs> it's a good goal. He's uh, definitely doing a lot of things. Yeah, he had just hosted the Disney sing-along. I love that. That was like my favorite thing in quarantine was watching that, for sure. My best friend tried calling me during the commercials, and it kept hanging up on her. I'm like, I'm, I'm focusing. Don't call me. <laughs> I'm just living like, in the moment. Were you singing along, and did you need the lyrics? Uh, we were, I mean, singing along to the ones we knew. I mean, I didn't, like, look them up on my phone to get every word right, but, um, yeah. Yeah, did you see, like, Katy Perry doing uh, the Dumbo one with her dog? No, that was so cute. Her dog was just sitting there. I know. I really do feel for all the artists and the musicians. And um, I mean, so many industries have been hit. They're not the only ones, but that's that's what they're used to. So it's tough. When we when I found out that school was canceled, like like it was going to be at home, I was live on the air. Wow. I was on the air, literally just talking, talking about whatever. Then I just see bing, bing, bing. Like my computer was going off. Uh, oh, you canceling 5 p.m., whatever. So I literally did a show for 20 minutes. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm the only one in studio. I'm the only one in this office. So see ya. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Did you ever have that feeling where you're like, uh, this whole thing is, do I stop? Do I go? Do I, do you ever have that like feeling? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a couple times um 9-11 comes to mind that was a very difficult day as a broadcaster especially being on a top 40 fun station I was in Chicago you know at B96 and that was wild because we were also scared you know what was going to happen we really didn't know you know 
um, Chicago being a major city with big high rises, you know, it was like, are we the next target? And oh, so yeah, we were live yeah. on the air, the morning show, actually, um, at the time I was doing middays, but yeah. they were on live until I think noon. And then I, or I'm sorry, I was doing afternoons. Um, the morning show went on till afternoons, two o'clock. So then the midday guy joined my show on afternoons and we were just talk radio. You know, we just didn't play music. We just took phone calls. We just broke news. And, you know, I say when you're live, things like that happen and, and you really step up to the plate and kind of find out what you're made out of, to be honest. Yeah, it's like the one thing that I don't like about my job and working in radio is delivering depressing shit. Yeah, I was on the air at AMP when Sandy Hook happened. Oh, my God. I had to bring that news. And as a mom, and my kids were super young then in elementary school, I was bawling. Um, very difficult to do. Yeah, that was the first time I ever, I'll never forget, that was the first time I ever saw my mom cry. We were watching The X Factor back when The X Factor was, they did a whole tribute. Do you remember that? I don't think I remember their tribute, but yeah, that was so hard. I've, unfortunately, there's been quite a few school shootings that I was live on the air and had to report, and that was one of them. Yeah, that sucks. It does suck. I've been on the air when so many um, celebrities have passed away, and I've had to, to bring that news, and yeah, from Princess Diana and... Farley, I was on the air when Tupac died, Biggie died, um, Tina Marie, Whitney Houston. I can, I feel like I'm always on the air when that breaking news happened. My mom said to me when Kobe died, she was like, I feel like someone always dies around the Grammys because didn't Whitney Houston die around the Grammys? I'm like, yeah, at the Beverly Hill, at the Beverly Hilton where I stayed in California when I was there. There's much more coming with my mentor, Roxanne Steele. Make sure you click on the next episode to hear part two.